I want to start this morning by asking you, do you have a motto for your life? Um, as we start a new, uh, a new year together, do you have a mantra that you're hoping to live by? Now, I think I grew up with something a bit like this. If at first you don't succeed, try, try again. Now, there's something good about that. But sometimes it it doesn't matter how hard we try, you just don't succeed. Um, 2020 has really taught us that, hasn't it? Now, if you're a Christian here this morning, I want to suggest there's a better motto for you to live by. Um, It comes straight from the Bible, uh, straight from the Apostle Paul, and it was in the middle of our reading here this morning. Um, Philippians chapter 1, verse 21. Um, If you don't have a motto for your life, let it be this. To live is Christ and to die is gain. To live is Christ and to die is gain. Um, I want to encourage us this morning together to take on this motto uh, for our lives. Uh, to live is Christ and to die is gain. As you hear those words, I wonder, what are you thinking? Um, here's something that maybe you should be thinking um, as you hear those words, to live is Christ and to die is gain. You should be thinking, this sounds a bit ridiculous. What is this guy on about? What is the Apostle Paul saying to us? To die is gain? Are you serious? See, the world around us has exactly the opposite motto. The world around us says, live for yourself. Dying? Oh, that's loss. That's failure. Paul's words, they almost seem so out of touch here. But I want to persuade you this morning, this is a great motto. That in 2021, God wants us to take up this motto. That's what his word says to us this morning. And far from being ridiculous, that's actually a motto that makes far more sense, has far more real hope for us than anything the world can offer. To live is Christ, to die is gain. Now it's worth saying that what we're looking at this morning, Philippians, it's a, it's a letter written by the Apostle Paul to some Christians in Philippi. Um, a real letter, real people, real place, um, and has a real message for us um, this morning. And before we focus on Paul's motto, to live is Christ, to die is gain, we need to build something of a foundation um, for, to, to build that motto upon. We need to look at a truth that runs throughout the book of Philippians. Um, so here it is. Um, this is our first point. Point one, Christians are citizens of heaven. Christians are citizens of heaven. And flip over um, to chapter three, verse 20, if you will, uh, with me. And let's have a look at a verse here that kind of sums up um, this. So here it is, three, verse 20. I'll read it. But our citizenship is in heaven and we eagerly await a saviour from there, the Lord Jesus Christ. If you're a Christian, if if you're someone who's turned and trusted in Jesus, then you have a heavenly citizenship. You belong somewhere else. You have another home. Heaven. Now, I imagine in a room like this, um, uh, uh, well, room where you are, um, there are going to be a whole variety of nationalities represented. 
Um, uh, and I guess lots of us are going to have passport, passports. They look a bit like this. Um, now, this is a British passport, and I, I imagine it's uh, changed uh, a bit since I got this one. Um, uh, but this shows me that I'm a British citizen. Uh, shows me that the United Kingdom is, uh, in one sense, where I belong. Uh, but if you're a Christian this morning, um, you, we all have a, a, a different citizenship. Um, this verse in chapter three reminds us that we belong in heaven with Jesus. Um, and as citizens of heaven, we eagerly await a future day, a future day when Jesus returns. Uh, did you see that in the verse? Let me read it again. Um, it says our citizenship is in heaven and we eagerly await a saviour from there. The Lord Jesus Christ. There is a future day that we are all waiting for. Um, a future day when Jesus returns and, and we get to go home to be with him. A day when he is going to, to do something. Um, three, chapter 3.21 says this. Um, Jesus on that day, well, chapter 3 verse 21, by the power that enables him to bring everything under his control, will transform our lowly bodies so they may be like his glorious body. As citizens of heaven, we are promised um, a body that is far better than any body that a New Year diet plan or a New Year fitness plan can offer. Um, citizens of heaven are, are promised a body that will never get sick. Uh, there'll never be any high temperatures, never any continuous coughs, um, never any losses of taste or smell. And no aches and pains either. No, no scans for lumps that have been discovered in, in your neck. No, citizens of heaven are promised a body like Jesus's body. Um, a resurrected body. One that will never perish or fade. A body that will, that will never die. Um, elsewhere. And the Bible talks about what it means to be a heavenly citizen. It, it talks about what heaven will be like. It talks about it as a, as a city, as a glorious city. Um, a place of feasting and celebration, a place of peace and safety, where people live literally face to face with God. I don't know about you, but this heavenly citizenship, it, it, it's, it's pretty attractive particularly after the kind of year that we've just had. Death, financial hardship, loneliness, isolation on, on a huge scale. Um, our frailty, our mortality has been brought front and centre to our lives in a way that maybe it never has before as a whole country. But a heavenly citizenship, there's no frailty. There's no mortality there. Just a wonderful future with a wonderful saviour, Jesus. Now, a heavenly citizenship isn't one uh, that we can earn. Um, it's not one that we need to pass a test for. Um, my sister-in-law um, recently became a British citizen. Um, she grew up in Australia, but she took a test um, after marrying my brother. 
took a test to decide whether she could become a British citizen. But it's not like that with God. You see, um, chapter 3, verse 20 says, we await a saviour, the Lord Jesus Christ. Um, no one is a citizen because they've earned it. Um, instead, none of us deserves to be a citizen. Uh, you and me, um, we are given a citizenship if we trust in Jesus. If we trust that he died in our place on the cross, that he took the punishment that we deserve. And we can only be given access and a passport to heaven if we trust in Jesus because of what he's done, not because of what we've done. And Christians are citizens of heaven, not because they pass the test, but because of Jesus. Um, and it's this citizenship, this citizenship of heaven, which allowed Paul, it's that foundation that allowed Paul to build his motto upon. Um, so we're going to get into it now. Um, and we'll start with the second half. So flip back to, to chapter one, um, verse 21. Uh, For to me, to live is Christ and to die is gain. We'll start with that second half, to die is gain. That's our second point. And it sounds a bit crazy, doesn't it, to start with? To die is gain. But I wonder, as we began thinking about that heavenly citizenship, I wonder, did you, did you start to make the connection? Did you start to see why maybe actually dying would be gain? See, when you consider the perfect heavenly citizenship in a place of, of peace and safety, of, of, of feasting and joy, that can be ours, the other side of death, if we trusted Jesus. Well, dying then doesn't seem quite so ridiculous after all. And Paul explains it for us in verses 22 and 23. And he thinks about it like this. He says, look, I've got two options in life. Option number one, I could live. Um, I could live. Um, I could go on living in the body, verse 22 says of chapter one. And he says, this will mean fruitful labour. But option two, Paul says that he might die. So he's in prison for speaking about Jesus. And it's realistic that he might get executed because of this. And he says, look, I am torn between the two. This is verse 23. I am torn between the two, um, between living and between dying. And I desire to depart and to be with Christ, which is better by far. He says, for Paul, dying is not the end. Uh, for Paul, dying won't mean he ceased to, ex ceased to exist. For Paul, dying means he's going to get to go home. That's why he can say it's better by far, because he gets to go and enjoy that heavenly citizenship with his heavenly saviour, Jesus. Paul says it's better by far. Now, a couple of years ago, um, I went abroad um, uh, to do some Bible teaching on a conference for missionaries. And I won't tell you which country I went to because I don't want to offend anyone. But um, the country I went to wasn't particularly safe. You see, as we travelled through the country, we came up against a whole load of different checkpoints. And some of them were OK. Uh, there were people that kind of looked like policemen and they had some fairly big guns and they sort of had some fairly stern faces. But they generally waved us through. Uh, but then we came to some checkpoints that weren't so OK. 
that were run by people who didn't look like policemen and had bigger guns and weren't afraid to fire them off and point them at us and demand for money. I'll be honest, I didn't feel very safe when I was there. In fact, actually, I longed to come home. And I longed to be back here. Um, and it's a, it's a little bit like that with Paul. He longs to be with Jesus. He longs to come home to where he knows he truly belongs as a Christian. Um, to be with Jesus. For him, dying really is gain. Now, a little sidestep. Um, one thing I want to say is this, this is not an encouragement um, for anyone who is considering suicide. This is really serious. Please, please hear me say that. Um, if you are someone who does struggle uh, with the thoughts of taking your own life, then please don't go it alone. Uh, please talk to someone at the church family, either, either, either someone in the leadership who's there this morning or, or get in touch with us online. We'd love to support you, to help you um, with, 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 with those kind of things, with those sorts of thoughts. But please don't hear me say that this is an encouragement uh, to take your own life. That is not what Paul is saying when he says to die is gain. Let me be really clear there. OK, back in. Um, but let's consider one thing this does mean. Um, this does mean that we shouldn't fear death. If I can be honest and, and a bit personal for a moment, I, I fear death. Um, I find it hard. It's something I struggle with. Um, I, I, it makes me feel uncomfortable. It, it make, kind of makes me have this sort of sick feeling inside to think about death. But it shouldn't. If you're someone who fears death, you don't need to. Because Paul says here that, that dying is gain. That when we die, we'll get to go and be with Jesus in a perfect heavenly home. One far better than, than anything this world can offer. Dying really is gain. So if all this is true, if Christians are citizens of heaven, if, if dying really is gain, then do we just grin and bear it while we wait? Is there anything for us to do? Well, yes. That's our third point. It's the first half of our motto. To live is Christ. That's our third point. To live is Christ. Um, but to live is Christ. Chapter 1, verse 21. What does that really mean? You know, it's a, it's a sentence that doesn't even really make sense. Well, put simply, to live is Christ means to live for Christ. To put him at the centre of our lives. Um, to take ourselves out of the centre and put him there instead. To live for him 100% all of the time. And we've got some examples in Philippians all the way through the book of what this meant for Paul, for him to live for Jesus. Um, and we don't have time to look at them all, but why don't we just look at a couple from verses 20 um, and, and, and below. First up, um, living for Jesus means exalting Jesus with our life. In the verse before, verse 20, Paul says he wants Christ to be exalted by his life. And if you exalt someone with your life, then your actions and your words, um, you, you use them to show how great you think that person is. 
You see, Paul, he didn't worry about how good or how important or how fantastic people thought he was. Paul just wanted people to know how brilliant Jesus was. Um, and living for Jesus, living to exalt Christ in our lives, well, it might, a num- it might mean a number of different things. It might mean saying some prayers of praise ourselves, and praising Jesus for how wonderful we think he is. Um, it might mean it might mean talking to someone who doesn't know Jesus very well, telling them why we think he's so excellent. Um, it might mean um, living out some actions that, that Jesus did, um, forgiving others, for example. Wanting to imitate Jesus in the way that we love others by forgiving them. Um, There are many different ways, um, but living for Jesus means exalting him with our lives. And secondly, um, to live for Jesus uh, means particularly helping other Christians grow to love him more. Particularly helping other Christians grow to love him more. Um, In verse 22, Paul says that living for Christ will involve fruitful labour he says Um, verse 22 if i'm to go on living in the body living for jesus this will mean fruitful labour for me Um, leaving for living for jesus is going to involve some kind of work says paul and it's not until we get to verse 25 and 26 we kind of see what that work is Um, look at it with me paul says verse 25 convinced of this um, knowing that i will remain knowing that he's not going to die yet he's going to stay with the, the philippians What's the fruit for labour? Well, he says, I will continue with you all for your progress and joy in the faith. Paul says that living for Christ is going to mean working for the progress and the joy in faith that the Philippians have. It's going to mean encouraging them to live for Jesus, telling them why they should love him more, helping them understand what he's like. Um, for Paul, living 100% for Jesus meant seeing other people get to know him better. Now, there are many other things that, that living for Jesus can mean. Exalting him in our, with our lives and helping other Christians to, to grow to love him more. Just two examples. Um, it's going to mean, it's gonna mean um, living 100% for him is going to mean that Jesus has got charge of our wallets and our diaries. That's another thing. Um, another thing will mean putting Jesus above our, our careers and our comfort. It's going to mean wanting to put what Jesus thinks is best in, first in our lives, allowing him to, 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 to decide what's going to happen in our future. It's going to mean listening to what Jesus has to say about sex and about relationships, even if that's hard for us. To live is Christ. Living for Christ all day, 100%. And it's not going to be easy. Um, living for someone else, it's, it's pretty radical. Um, it's maybe a little odd. But when you consider what Jesus is like, and what chapter 3 verse 20 said about him, that he's our Lord and our Saviour, Well, it begins to start to make sense when we consider that Jesus was the one who was willing to be obedient to death, even death on a cross, says chapter two of Philippians. When we consider that he's the one who's been able to grant us, to give us a heavenly citizenship. 
Well, we can gladly live for someone like that. We can gladly start to live 100% for him. Do you have a motto for your life? Let it be this, to live is Christ and to die is gain. But what does all this look like practically? What's it going to mean for you uh, tomorrow morning, next week? Well, here are just two suggestions to, for us to start thinking through. Firstly, get to know Jesus better. You see, if he's going to be the one that, uh, that we're going to be living with in our heavenly home, um, if he's the one that we want to put um, at the centre of our lives, well, it's going to make sense to get to know him a bit better, to know why it would be gain uh, to die and to live with him. Now, why not therefore make it a priority to be here each Sunday? Um, come, help one another to grow to love Jesus more. Um, be encouraged to do that. Maybe you've been doing that and, and you're feeling a bit tired of it. Uh, it's, it's hard um, during some of these isolation things, having to wear masks, all the rest of it. Well, come, get to know Jesus better. Help other people get to know Jesus better. And similarly, be part of a, an Inspire group. These are small groups, um, meet each week um, on Zoom at the moment, but hopefully later in the year back in person. And keep coming to one if you're in one. Um, they're small groups where we help each other to get to know Jesus better. And if you're not, get in touch with the church office, admin at inspirelondon.org. Join one, be a part of one of these groups that, that helps us to get to know Jesus better so that we can live with him 100% in the centre of our lives. And let's make 2021 a year that we get to know Jesus better. Let's make 2021 a year that we become much more convinced that dying and being with him would really be gain. Secondly, think about your weekly timetable. And think about your weekly timetable. How can we live 100% for Jesus in the things that we do. Work, for example. Is that just a place for earning money and stepping up the career ladder? Or might there be some opportunities to help other people get to know Jesus? And how about mealtimes with family and friends? Are they just places of, of kind of sustenance and, and chat about the day or the week? Or could they be somewhere where we encourage one another to love Jesus more? Um, what about this? What, what do you do with your weekend, um, with your evenings off? What would living 100% for Jesus look like in those times? Perhaps something to, to chat about with someone else, to discuss after the service. But allow me to finish with this, uh, slightly cheekily. Um, what do you want written on your gravestone? As you think about what kind of motto you want to adopt for your life, what do you want people to remember you for? And having spent the week thinking about these verses in Philippians, thinking about our heavenly citizenship, thinking what it means to live for Jesus, I think this is what I want written on my gravestone. Peter Owen Winstone. He lived for Christ. In death he gained.
Do you have a motto for your life? Let it be this in 2021, 2022, 2023, 2024 and beyond. Let it be this. To live is Christ. To die is gain. Let me pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for the citizenship that can be given to anyone who trusts in Jesus, a heavenly citizenship and a body that will never spoil or fade. Um, Father, we uh, pray that you'd help us to live 100% for Jesus um, here and now while we wait for his return. And would we really consider that dying is gain? Would we know Jesus so well that we would so desire to be with him and know that living with him will be better by far. When we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen.